All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Hey, it's me. So on yesterday's show, we talked about the 25-cent disposable cup fee mm. in the city of Vancouver brought in by city council, and it's effective now. You know, you must you must pay an extra... Businesses must charge 25 cents. They're required to charge this extra quarter for a cup, a disposable cup. And they keep the money. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. it's not like the 25 cents goes into some earmarked dedicated fund to no. save the planet or something. It's like, I don't know, it just seems like a, just a cash grab in some ways. And, you know, there's been such a backlash against it. And I couldn't believe it this morning. I'm listening to Vancouver City Councilor Rebecca Bly talking to Simi Sarah this morning, mm-hmm. saying she and some other councilors are now saying, oh, gee, maybe we better have another look at this. And let me, let me play the clip here for you and get your thoughts. So here's Councilor Bly this morning talking to Simi on this. If you're homeless and you are managed to, um, um, you know, have a dollar to go get a coffee, and now you're being told that it's a dollar twenty-five, that that's a significant impact. Are you kidding me? Like you didn't know you this didn't, you didn't think before? Of that before? I know, I know. That, um, like we're in a what? municipal election year, uh, you're going to see some backtracking, I think, uh, on a number of these types of uh, things. This one is particularly. I mean, isn't also ten cents a fork or ten? Well, cents they're a charging knife? for a paper paper bag. If you you get a charge for that. Some now some places there. There's no charge for a plastic fork, okay? But some businesses started to charge for mm-hmm, a plastic mm-hmm. fork, too. So it's kind of like almost like a pile-on effect, too, of other businesses saying, I'm going to charge this, too. Or businesses outside the borders of Vancouver not well now out. saying, oh, I'm going to charge a quarter for a cup, too. You know, uh, you know, you know, Victoria over here, we were the first municipality to ban plastic bags. Uh, there was a bit of a backlash of that, but there was no cost attached to that. So everybody just invested in their, you know, getting four or five cloth bags, and that's what you see now. So people learned to live with but there was no extra charge. In this one, I mean, finally, to figure out, yeah, homeless people, if they want a cup of coffee, 25 cents to them is a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. And again, this is not a means-tested fee. It's right across the board. So poorly thought out, and I suspect they're going to backtrack. Yeah, and it, and I think that the election timing that you just mentioned is is crucial to that sort of calculus. And we've got an election here in the fall, mm-hmm. and you've got a city here that's got a lot of trouble, a lot of problems. There's violent, there's violent crime going on in a lot of Vancouver neighborhoods. We've seen some terrible, horrific, unprovoked attacks on on people in coffee shops and whatnot. And, you know, you've got the, the image of the city council spending years mm-hmm. coming up with a plan to charge you 25 cents a cup for a, a coffee cup. <laughs> At a time and, and when people it, are randomly getting punched out on the street. Well, yeah. And it's kind of like, well, and now they're saying, well, oh, gee. You know, maybe this could be a problem for some people. Maybe we better have another look at it. It's going to be fascinating to watch how the Vancouver Municipal election unfolds, uh, whether Kennedy Stewart can last another term. Well, uh, again, the council makeup will be will shift, presumably. it's going to. I think Vancouver and Surrey are two of the most fascinating spots to watch when it comes to municipal politics. Soup Dollywall still talking about running about mayor for Surrey. I suspect if Dollywall runs, I bet you McCallum doesn't run. I think he just folds his tent and, and leaves. So uh, There's a lot going on. Lots of going on. Lots going on. And even more is going to be going on as we approach the fall. Okay, get set to call me on that one. I'm interested in what people think about this now with some of these city councillors doing a rethink on this coffee cup fee for sure. Let me ask you, Keith, about the uh, the truck convoy, which uh, continues to roll mm-hmm. to Ottawa. These are truckers who are unhappy with the vaccine mandate for crossing the Canada-U.S. border. And there's a lot of trucks going to Ottawa for sure. I think there's been some exaggeration in the size, oh, of, no kidding. size of the thing. But uh, let me play a clip here. We've got a number of clips here I want to play for you. Justin Trudeau. So here's uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau here talking about some of the extremist views around the truck convoy. And I'll get your thoughts. The small fringe minority 
of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. Okay, so when he talks about, you know, extremist people on the fringe... Well, they are. This well, are this all of them, though? That's no, no, not all of them, but they've been usurped by an, a various causes here. It's not about a Joe and Marty Trucker from whatever about vaccine mandates. They are now, there's this uh, front page story in the, in the National Post today, uh, quoting that the, the Canada Unity Group, which is running this, uh, says this coalition opposed to restrictions and mandates. And the memorandum's uh, goal, it says, is to form a committee with the Senate and Governor General to override all levels of Canadian government. And if they refuse to join, the group says they should resign their lawful positions of authority immediately. So this isn't about vaccine mandates. This is about some pretty hardcore right-wing groups with all sorts of various grab bag causes piling on to try to make a show. Yeah, I took a look at that manifesto that, that some of them put together. And yeah, there is this bizarre kind of legal document talking about overthrowing the government. So, I mean, yeah, there is wacky extreme stuff in there. On the on the other hand, though... There is no on the other hand. No, there is because... No. no, hang on a sec. Because there are major business organizations in Canada who are calling on the government to rethink that that's, that vaccine mandate at the border. That I, is know, we're different. Talking, that's we're different than the convoy. This, the convoy is used, has been usurped by some pretty hardcore right-wing groups, and these business groups have disassociated themselves from the convoy. So this is yeah. different. It's one thing for the Canadian, you know, various... So the convoy. So the convoy is one thing, but then the vaccine mandate issue at the border is a separate thing that we can have a rational, informed discussion about. I think the vaccine right? mandate has been dwarfed by this overarching cause of these all these hard right groups, anti hardcore anti vaxxers that go beyond the vaccine mandate argument at the border. And again, the point you and I have made since the beginning: the United States has this thing in place, anyways, because it's kind of a moot point. And I talked to a major executive, executive of a major food distribution company last night who says the trucks are rolling across the border. There is no shortage of trucks. Uh, the, the, what they breathe a sigh of relief now with the roads open. So if that's the case, if, if it's no problem and everything's going fine, why is the Canadian Chamber of Commerce, the Canadian Manufacturers uh, or Council, uh, the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, they are all calling on the Trudeau government to reverse this vaccine mandate at yeah, the border. I, I don't understand. If, if they can't get the ear of the Biden administration, I'm not sure how this is a, it's basically a non-starter. And also, yeah, because no like, friends like of the if, Trudeau government. If Trudeau was to capitulate on this and say, okay, I'm canceling this, I mean, a trucker wouldn't be able to go across the border anyway. No. Because, because the United States has their yeah, own mandate. They have their own mandate. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it, it's a two-way street. Okay, let me play a clip here for you about, okay, the scale of this thing. Like, how many trucks are going to Ottawa? How many people are going to Ottawa? So this is um, Theo Fleury, a former NHL hockey player, speaking to... Fox News about the number of people are heading to Ottawa. Have a listen to this. Right now, there's 50,000 truckers and about 1.4 million people headed to the parliament in Ottawa. And they're going to stay there until 
Trudeau resigns or they give us back all of our freedoms and rights. So this is what Fox News is reporting in the United States, that there's 50,000 trucks and 1.4 million people well, going the, to, the, come the, on. Like, it's not that big. Come Theo on. Theo Flurry's reporting that. Well, not yeah. known for his, uh, necessarily his skills as a reporter. So, yeah, 50,000 trucks. Good luck. Save that clip of Theo and play it again when we see the true number. Yeah, I mean... You know, 1.4 million people. Listen, there, there, are, there are a lot of trucks going to Ottawa. Oh, yeah. There yeah. are a lot of people. I don't but think it's, it's 50,000. No, though. nowhere near that. But there's an element here that is very much uh, smacks of the January 6th resurrection in the Capitol. And these are what these people are advocating. It's, uh, it's despicable. Okay. What, one of the concerns here, and there, uh, law enforcement and security on Parliament Hill are well, well aware of this, is could this rally, if it culminates mm-hmm. on Saturday... Could it turn violent? You know, could mm-hmm. it turn nasty? Now, I asked Carla Qualtro about that yesterday. She's the federal transporta- uh, transpo- um, transportation minister. No, she's not the transportation minister. She's the uh, employment, minister, employment minister, federal yeah. employment minister. And I asked her, does she have concerns about this route, this convoy heading to Ottawa, and will it be peaceful or not? Here's what she had to say to me. The Parliamentary Protective Service, the RCMP, local law enforcement, everybody is preparing um, for Saturday. But my expectation, um, knowing Canadians to be who they are, is that this will be a peaceful protest. And I think that it's reasonable for all of us to expect that, but to prepare um, in the event that, that people go too far. Okay, so she's expecting a peaceful protest, security getting ready in case it's not. Well, they have to, they have to get ready just in case. No, no question. I don't think you're going to see violence. I, I think, again, this is going to be a, a, a protest of significant size. Not the first or last protest we've seen on Parliament Hill. We've seen some pretty big protests on the front line of the BC legislature. It doesn't equate with governments resigning, though. Welcome back to the show. Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. 604-280-9898 is the number. Star 9898 in your cell. Adam and Langley. Hi, Adam. Go ahead. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I feel like so I'm a pretty centrist type of person, and I support this, this convoy. I'm a little disappointed with the spin on it, and it seems like any time there's something anti-Trudeau, we focus our energy on the fringe elements of the group. Of course, there are going to be people there who are bad actors. But that's like saying the protests against police brutality are all Antifa people when they start rioting. There's fringe elements on both sides, and I think it's a disservice to journalism to focus on one fringe group instead of a lot of other people who are frustrated with these mandates. Okay, well, uh, you know, let me play a clip of uh, Pierre Poliev on this mm-hmm. point, okay, Keith? I'll get your thoughts, and thank you for the call, by the way. So Pierre Poliev, who is the conservative MP, he's the conservative finance critic, had been attacking Trudeau on the vaccine mandate at the border. He called it a vaccine vendetta against mm-hmm. truckers, okay? And he was asked yesterday, well, wait a sec, what about some of this extremist language that's being thrown around with this group? People who want to overthrow the government. Mm-hmm. And here's what he had to say. This is Pierre Poliev yesterday. It is possible to express uh, support for our truckers uh, while acknowledging that there are people who, are, in many cases, might not even be part of the official protest who have different uh, and unacceptable views. But we don't believe in guilt by association. We what do you think of that? Well, I think he's a little late to the game here. He spent the last week or so expressing total 100% support for everything to do with this convoy. And now when he's challenged, he sort of backs away a bit, which is understandable because, again, I don't think the votes are there. 
when you've got 95% vaccination rates in uh, Metro Toronto, Metro Vancouver, Metro Montreal, and this Ipsos poll this week with more than two-thirds of Canadians want to basically put further restrictions on unvaccinated people, which suggests there is uh, support for mandates and restrictions. So he's on the wrong side of it politically. He's totally on the wrong side of it. And uh, again, it's it's why Aaron O'Toole won't go there. O'Toole is trying to walk this very delicate balancing line against uh, trying to placate the the right wing parts of his caucus, which are afraid basically of Maxine Bernier and the PPC. And still trying to get back to that sort of true blue conservatives who don't support stuff. Do like you this. think, therefore, that Trudeau is secretly sitting back in his office, going, "This is great. I love this. I love. I love the conservatives are supporting the truckers." I don't think Trudeau minds being contrasted to this group whatsoever. I think it it works for him. Okay, let's take some more calls. Barbara in Cloverdale. Go ahead, Barbara. Hi. Hi. Good morning. I got to agree with Keith on this. Um, I think there's a small group of people that maybe are, I think people that say, you can't tell me what to do, period. It doesn't matter what the issue is. It's like, no, can't tell me. It's just like a trauma response. Go get some therapy. Um, my husband's a trucker. He's vaccinated. He thinks this is ridiculous. These people are short-haul local delivery. Don't get vaccinated if you don't want to, but you're not going to cross the border anyways. Like, it's just silly. Mm-hmm. And to think that the extremists aren't lumping on to these people that maybe haven't dove deep enough into what's going on, to think that that's not happening is ludicrous to me. Thank you for the call. Yeah, well, so the vast vast majority of truckers are vaccinated and continue to drive their trucks and to make a living. A small group of people are participating in this, and they've been usurped, as I say, um, by other forces out there that have nothing to do with trucking. Yeah. And everything to do with being hardcore anti-vaxxers, hardcore anti-Trudeau government types. Well, it was like the organizers of the GoFundMe, which has raised like five and a half million dollars, mm-hmm. and, the, and the funds have now been frozen, frozen. by, by yeah. GoFundMe. They were connected to the Maverick Party, which is yeah. a Western separatist party. Exactly. They, were, they, were, they're, they weren't associated with truckers. There are political forces at play here that had nothing to do with truckers, uh, have everything to do with yeah. uh, hardcore right-wing political groups. Okay, Jerry and Smithers... Gary and Smithers. Hey, Gary, go ahead. Hi. Um, this is my question for Keith Baldry. I listen to you every morning, and I find you to be very one-sided in your opinion of anything that goes against the mainstream narrative. I would like to ask you if you would like to leave Victoria and go out and quest- talk to some of these people that are in the convoy. Now, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I have both my vaccinations, but I do agree with what they're doing. And to call out people like Theo Fleury saying they're not good journalists, that's one thing. He has an opinion, but you need to maybe go out and be a good journalist okay, and let's, talk to some of the people. Okay, okay, Gary, let me get his response. Talk to them all the time. You see my email inbox. It's like Smith's email inbox. You got tons of correspondence and conversations and phone calls with people, including truckers. Talked to some truckers last night, again, just like Barb and Cloverdale, who want no, no part of this. Others who say, totally defend this and say this is this is perfectly defensible, what, what they're doing. And, and as far as Theo Fleury goes, I mean, I'm just questioning his numbers. Like, you know, if 1.3 million protesters show up in Ottawa on Saturday, I'll, I'll, I'll admit he's right, but I just don't think it's going to or be that Or 50,000 trucks. Yeah. 
I mean, we'll, we'll see. I don't think it's that large. If a, if a global reporter, a CBC or CTV reporter, reported on the newscast tonight that it's going to be 50,000 trucks, I think they'd be challenged by their editors. Yeah. Okay. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God! The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry, hurry. Hello. Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night